Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. We are continuing, as you can tell, with our series on peacemaking. We are talking about spiritual peacemaking, making peace with ourselves and the world. Last week, we talked a little bit about how we can make peace with ourselves. And today, we're talking about a peace that heals the world. Could you and I create and become and embody a peace that could actually heal the world. And it's a slightly shorter message today because we're going to do a little bit more ritual work, ceremony, meditation with that heart. So hang on to it. Please do not eat it. It's not candy. I got one too, so I'm going to hold mine here for this message. A lot of people tell me that they remember really key moments in life that were challenging collectively. A lot of people say, of course, the day that John F. Kennedy was killed, was assassinated. I wasn't born quite then, so I don't remember that day consciously. But I do remember 9-11, and I think that uh, I remember exactly where I was. And those moments where the peace that I had thought was occurring in the world possibly is greatly disturbed individually and collectively where we witness violence and we witness destruction and we witness heroism as people attempt to save people and help people are key moments in life. And they, as we commemorate them, invite us each time the anniversary of such a day rolls around, they invite us into a deeper work within ourselves as a peacemaker, a spiritual peacemaker, I think. Not only is it befitting to honor those who've lost their lives, to honor the first responders, to honor what occurred, to remember what occurred, to remember and recount it. But it's also extremely important, I think, for us to find our personal place in that and to feel that as each anniversary of those key moments comes along, that we're deepening, that we're at greater peace, that we're, we're at a, deep, a deeper level of resolution that helps us to move forward more powerfully in the world. I think this is true of every holiday. That holidays, uh, even though this isn't a holiday, but other holidays that we honor, whether it's a birthday or a, a, a holiday that's based on spiritual tradition or such as the ones we share in the U.S., Thanksgiving and, and uh, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day, they're opportunities, not just to have another holiday and do things, but to stop and say, okay, this birthday, am I still headed in the directions I want to go in my life? This uh, Thanksgiving, am I really embracing gratitude? This Christmas, am I deepening into the Christ nature of my being? This, this Hanukkah, am I embracing the light that is within me? It's an opportunity to constantly be stopping with the placement of time and looking at it and doing our work. And that's what I think the, the opportunity is for us today, to not only commemorate, but to stop and say, am I being a peacemaker? And what does it mean for me personally to be a peacemaker and contribute to the peace that I envision could exist on our planet? 
What am I, how am I being? What am I doing? How am I behaving? Where might there be some places that I'm, I'm not actually in alignment with being a peacemaker that I'm needing to and willing to look at? And so we can always allow ourselves to be present to it because that serves us, but I also think that that's our spiritual imperative. That deep within us, something in us knows that despite all of the unrest we might see in the world, our spiritual nature is peace. Our spiritual nature, not just mine, not just those of us in this room or watching online, our spiritual nature is peace. And how can can that begin in our world? The late, great John Lewis says, not one of us can rest, be happy, be at home, be at peace with ourselves until we end hatred and division. I think that's part of the unrest, the not so peacefulness. As we look around in our world right now, we see broad strokes of hatred and division and divisiveness and, and places where people aren't coming together to solve problems, but instead are dividing And in this case, when it comes to peacemaking, dividing and conquering isn't going to serve us. We can't do that to be peacemakers. And so how do we, how do we end that? And so I personally take lots of effort in my life to ask myself often, what is it that I am letting disturb my peace? And I will ask you that today. What's disturbing your peace? When I think about it in terms of issues in the world, here's where I get caught up in the middle of the night thinking about things. I just, and I've said this before, I I cannot make sense of the fact that in 2022, there's even a single human being that doesn't have a roof over their head and is wandering the streets. I have a hard time believing that we as a world are letting even one child wake up hungry today without food. I have a hard time with the violence that I see. I have a hard time understanding why people can't talk to each other in more, with more civility and can't respect and honor each other's points of view. I have a very difficult time with people who appear to be intolerant of people's choices to live their own life and love who they want to love and live how they want to live. Ernest Holmes, our founder, used to talk about, you know, living how we want to live as long as we're not harming another person. And many people are living and not harming another person and being judged and, and, and experiencing intolerance. I have a hard time with bullying. I was bullied myself. I have a hard time. And so I want to solve these issues. I want these issues to go away. And I could go on and on. And I think every one of us probably has places in our lives where we look out at the world and we say, how in the world can that still be happening? And so it disturbs my peace. I have a hard time. I have to look at it. I have to work really hard to regain peace when I start thinking about these issues. And when I get to the the bottom of it, when I go below it and say, what's below the surface of that? The true thing that's at the surface of all of it is, uh, I feel helpless. Sometimes hopeless, but helpless. How can I, little me, solve and the people's experience of homelessness in the world. How can little old me feed all the children on the planet? It, it just, it seems impossible. So my choice when I feel helpless is the only way that I sometimes think that I can deal with it is just to continue to be angry at it and frustrated by it. 
At least that's something productive, right? At least I'm taking a stand, right? And yet, I'm not sure that actually contributes to the solution of any of those issues or any of the issues any of us are concerned in. When I indulge my disturbance, I only add to the issue. I'm only a contribution of not peace. I'm only making it worse. (gasps) What if little old me is actually making it worse? Now that I don't want to do, ever. So I have to then ask myself, what's my piece of the piece? Which is a lot about what I talked about last week. I talked about how my peace is your peace, how each one of us has a place within that, that peacefulness. But I want to talk about being peacemakers in the world today, and it still involves each one of us paying attention to our piece of the peace. And when I begin to explore the issues that I'm concerned about, I feel an initial conflict between what I believe is so and what a part of me thinks is so. It's a conflict between what I think I should be doing versus how I think I should be being. Because if I think I should be doing something more to solve the peace, I should get out and do it. If I think I need to be being something more, I need to get out and be it. And I know that we have a lot of conflict right now with the things that are going on with people saying, well, thoughts and prayers just isn't enough. Thoughts and prayers. We're getting lots of of conflict and energy about thoughts and prayers. And I get it. I understand it. And what I believe about life and our teaching teaches us about life is that everything starts with a thought. These little hearts might seem rather meaningless, but this is like a seed that each one of us has an opportunity to plant today. A seed just like a thought. And a thought has impact. It makes a difference. And a group of thoughts built together puts a group of people together who then operate from that level of thought and do and act and, and become something out in the world. And so we can't just ignore the fact that our thoughts matter. What we're thinking about, how we're behaving in the world, and then what we're doing about it is influenced by what we think. And then what we do either adds to the peace or disturbs the peace, and then what we build either creates more of it or less of it. And we think that that is not important, and it's everything. It's everything. And we don't get to stand here where we are and look out at the world and scream and yell about what we think Putin's doing over in Russia while we are at war with our neighbor over a fence. We don't get to scream and yell about the politicians in any country while we are on social media attacking fervently the persons or persons in that other political party. It doesn't work like that. They see, we think none of that counts. All of it counts. And all of it builds mental equivalence and all of it builds energy and all of it builds force that then either continues to perpetuate the issues of the day that some of us are most concerned about or invites us in our own personal living to be a piece of the peace that stands as a peacemaker in every situation. That 
is the challenge. And to stop criticizing each other. If someone I know wants to go out and march or protest or do something, uh, influence legislation, I bless them. That may not be mine to do, but I bless them. We get to stop being angry in our efforts to create peace because here's the thing. The energy with which we plant the seed is the energy with which it manifests. So you don't get to plant seeds of peace with deep anger and pisosity and think it's gonna work. It doesn't work like that. However, what I know is that there is a divine call to each one of us that says, I know that I am the peace and that I can be the peace. There's a divine discontent, which is that dissonance between the part of me that knows and can envision and can feel and can sense the peace that could break out on this planet and then can see the dissonance of what's so and can use that divine power within me at every level of my being to contribute to greater peace. So that means that the seeds that I plant, the thoughts that I think, the work that I do within myself, the way that I treat other people, and the way that I move out into the world to create peaceful alternatives and initiatives has all to do with how it will come about. And the more peaceful I can be following my own divine guidance, following my own impetus for Forward, the more that that can happen and can burst out into the world. And we get a sense of what's mine to do. Is mine right now thoughts and prayers or is, it, is mine some order to go out and do something? Is mine a contribution that is, is of money or resources or is mine prayerfulness and meditation? And I come back to my heart and I come back to my source and I come back to the center of my being over and over. In fact, the beautiful Buddhist nun, Pema Chodron, says, remember that this is not something we just do once or twice. Interrupting our destructive habits and awakening our heart is the work of a lifetime. It returns us to our oneness over and over again. Now, our founder, Ernest Holmes, as well as many spiritual leaders, say something really important about oneness that I think we have to remember. Oneness is not sameness. Part of where we get caught up is we think, if everybody would just do what I do, it would be fine. If everybody would just see it the way I see it, and we project that onto our kids and our spouse and our neighbors and our friends and people in the world. And we can do that with our political beliefs, our, our, our spiritual beliefs, our ideas about right and wrong. And we get to understand that I can be one and feel my oneness with someone while we have completely diverse ideas about things. And we have to watch the tendency within us, even within this faith tradition, to say, if everybody would just go to Mile High Church, the world would be a better place. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Yes. And 
every beautiful place we go, there are jerks, you know? There are people who aren't quite alignment with the, the beauty of where we are. Every temple, every church, every spiritual tradition, and not every tradition itself means and guarantees that there shall be peace breaking out on the planet. But what it is, is the people who practice it. The people who choose to consciously practice the teaching, that makes a difference. That's what we're doing as we build this candle today. You might think, well, you know, there's no big deal. It's just a candle. But I know that this candle represents good. This candle represents peace, and we're going to be about that. And one thing I want to say before we do our meditation is that I've said it before, and I'm going to probably preach this for the rest of my life. The reality of things that I've learned, even about those issues that can potentially disturb my peace, there's a lot more good going on in the world around those issues than I realize. And what happens to me, maybe it happens to you too, is I get caught up in the traps of, of uh, the news cycle, of social media. But when I challenge myself to really do my research, for example, on people experiencing homelessness, there's a lot going on in the world seeking to solve that issue. A lot more than I would realize. There's a lot more work going on in peacemaking that I might think there is. So before we get too negative and can spin off, one thing that I suggest to help us be a more centered place as a peacemaker, do your research. Go to some search engine and look it up. Find the organizations and places that are doing this good work because they're everywhere. It's not like there aren't other people who are yearning like you and I are for these issues to smooth out and to serve our planet better. And so when we understand that, we know and can have faith that there's good work happening in the world and then we can be part of it by planting our seeds, planting our seeds of good in acts, in thoughts, in behaviors, in everything we do. And this is one way we do that. So I'm gonna sit down here, practitioner prayer partners in a moment. I'll do a prayer treatment at the end of this and we'll invite you and our ministers to stand if you choose to. But for now, we're all just gonna get really present. So I invite us just to go within and feel the energy and the space of this room and this moment right here, right now. Allowing ourselves to breathe in the breath of life, to feel our bodies in our chair, to use some mindfulness practices and just notice what we're noticing about the space sensorily, what we're hearing, feeling, sensing. Right here, right now, just being here. And as we do this, we feel the centeredness of our light and our life coming forth consciously sensing this truth of who we are, finding our peace, feeling our peace, recognizing that place like the eye of the hurricane that no matter what is going on in our life right now or in the collective life we share, the eye of the storm, the centered place is that God presence within us that is the living embodiment of peace a peace that passeth understanding. And I invite us to 
in the space of the centeredness bring to mind and heart some of the issues of the day that disturb our peace. They may be ones I've already spoken of or they may be ones that are completely different. Just allow them to come forth. And as we become present to them, I invite us to share our heart of gratitude for any and all efforts that are being made to resolve these issues in the world, the ones we know of and the ones we don't know of. We give thanks in advance for all the good work that is being done, for all the people who are choosing to be of good in this world. And we stand for that good continuing. And we say yes to that good continuing. And we choose now to imagine for a moment, just like that song Imagine invites us to, what our world could be like and feel like if these issues were peacefully completed. Imagine our world free of these issues. And as we imagine that world, we infuse that peace and that vision into our heart, that little wax heart. We know that there is no disconnect between space and time, and so these molecules that are born of our thoughts and our heartfulness are matched up with this little heart that we're holding. And for those online, there's a heart for you here at Mile High Church. Just imagine that heart in your hand and imagine infusing it with these beautiful visions of peace and good on our planet. And feel that call within our hearts for this greater peace. And infuse that heart with that peace. And as we commemorate September 11th, we acknowledge the peace, the good works that have continued even since that time to support those who lost their lives, to support those who, who stayed alive but were injured or harmed by that occurrence. We give thanks for the first responders, for the legislators, for anyone who has done anything to improve the, our life collectively from that day. We infuse our heart, our little wax heart, with great gratitude. And we choose to be peacemakers this day. As our founder, Ernest Holmes, invited us, we choose to stand for something and against nothing. We stand for peace and love and light. And indeed, I stand now and invite our practitioner prayer partners and any of our ministers to stand with me as we stand in peace and light now, affirming and accepting the power and the energy of the divine life that lives as in and through all of creation is peace. It is infusing 
every part of creation, every being everywhere. And we stand together this day in honor of peace, choosing to claim the label of peacemaker. I am a peacemaker on this planet. I embody and embrace peace in all my relations, in all my activities, in everything that I am about. I allow myself to put first in my heart, in my words, in my actions, in my thoughts, and in my prayers, the intention of myself as a peacemaker. I claim this now for each one of us, as each one of us, in each of our hearts, our physical hearts, and in these little hearts we hold in our hand. We are peace in action. And I accept, affirm, and claim this truth now with great love and great gratitude that this is so. For I know that this work matters, makes a difference, and contributes to the world scene of greater peace on planet Earth. And I release this prayer now into the action of that universal law that makes it so accepting and affirming that as it has been spoken, it is done. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.